0: You're listening to Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumare and John Paulette, commentary from a progressive point of view. Mary, you and I agree on most things, but we may hit one today where we disagree. And I'm going to go straight to the part of it, point of it. I think the American democracy has failed. I mean, there had to be some time that this system of government would come to an end. And I think we've seen it, we've come to it. And I'm gonna give you just a couple of things and a suggestion and see what you think. We have a president who was elected by a minority of the United States, even his own party, only about 30% wanted him as the nominee. The man is clearly incapable, clearly corrupt, and yet the system, which our founders, remember, believed was going to always produce a well-qualified man, failed. Our Congress, which was to exercise oversight and was given a final power to check a corrupt president has failed. Our courts are now packed by candidates from the Heritage Foundation put in there that's going to keep us going for a long time. And now we see governors saying other governor or other states cannot, people from other states can't come into their, their state. It's like the whole interstate thing disappeared. And I'll tell you what I think. I think we need to call a constitutional convention, start over and get a system That actually creates good fair governance and if that means we dissolve the 50 states and end up as two or three or even four different nations then i say so be it okay that's my manifesto what do you think
1: (laughs) well first of all i think it's a lot to unpack so i'm going to try to go back to the beginning i wish i had taken notes first of all so what you're really calling for is not an end to democracy but a rewriting of the Constitution. That the constitutional system that's set up is no longer serving the needs of the
0: country. OK, I think that's fair, yes.
1: And maybe it's that the Constitution did not envision the kind of partisan division that we have. And that's undermining. And I'm not just talking about the elected officials. I'm talking about the citizens as well. And that's undermining the basic premise of democracy, which is you will do what's best for the nation, not you'll do what's best for your party. And I think we've seen that play out long before Trump's presidency, but like all things that go rancid, they go rancid over time. And he's just the manifestation of the worst parts of that. So I, I, that's what I think I don't know. And I'm not sure how you correct that or what, what you build in to correct that. But that would be the point of a constitutional convention.
0: To well, it's the, the way we now. correct it is to recognize that the division that existed before the Civil War is still there. And that we, in fact, are not one nation. And that the red state and blue state divide uh, is pretty much the same divide that it was in the 1850s, and that the uh, partisan division that you talk about is we are not a nation that shares the same set of values.
1: I mean, it's that's becoming, and I think Trump's election just put the fine point on it that was becoming clearer and clearer since you know. M- let's say World War II was a moment in time where everybody got together to beat that common enemy, but the sixties started the culture wars that have not resolved themselves. And the other issue that gave rise to the civil war where there were two things, right? There was an urban rural divide, which was a part of it, but more importantly, the race issue, Mm -hmm. again, not resolved through all of this time. So I would just want to tell this little story. Today, uh, my husband and I went out to take a hike. Um, so we live in Cleveland. This is kind of far east, almost to the Pennsylvania border. And on the way back, we drove the back roads. And somebody had a sign in front of their house. And it said, Make America Great Again. And there was a red middle and the two coasts. So it was the map of the United States. The two blue coasts broken off. So exactly what you are suggesting, I don't think that's a liberal idea either. I think many uh, conservatives think, let's get rid of the liberals, let's get rid of the coast. But of course, what they don't understand is you break the country up, California, the entire West Coast is a very successful country in and of itself, as is the Eastern Seaboard. And all the poverty is right dab in the middle. (laughs) Right. And yeah. So I'm not sure they really want to do that.
0: No. Because- and then they can create uh, a nation that we will call MAG, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. Put them all <laughs> together and you can toss in, toss in some others. Listen, I, I can't keep going on my negative. It sounds like somebody did something nasty to my Wheaties this morning, <laughs> but, but in my defense, I woke up this morning to find out that the governor of Georgia is amazed to find out, in his words, it's a revelation that people who are asymptomatic might be spreading the coronavirus. Oh, my. Have you ever heard anything like this?
1: (laughs) That's so crazy. That's just crazy talk. I was amazed by that, too, because clearly you're not turning on even basic television. Although I don't know because I don't watch the one network and it may well be that that's not being reported as fully, but listen, if you're watching Trump's um, press briefings, it's being reported, even Fauci saying it. So it's hard to imagine But you know, that's just his narrative, right? So that he has an excuse for why he waited so long to do it. And in the retelling of this, there's gonna be many of those stories. But to finish up your constitutional thing, John, there is a correction that could be made and could fix some of it, which would be to do away with the Electoral College.
0: I'd accept that. If you could combine some way to cure gerrymandering with getting rid of the Electoral College, we would have made a big step.
1: Because you would have had a, a politics that reflects the country. And sometimes I think what we react to is that we're being run by, um, by the leadership of the country. I'm talking about the Senate and now the courts because of what the Senate has done. And then the presidency by ideologies that just do not represent the majority of the, the country. And that's mm-hmm. troubling. And it's not just because it's not my point of view. You know, that's bad enough.
0: Yeah. But Mary, if... you, you're always able to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> so I'll stay back from the Constitution. <laughs> it is a skill. But I had one thing, maybe is a more forward-looking thing to raise with you. The issue that became clear to me last night in the nightly press show was this question of insurance and the Trump administration's unwillingness to open up a window for people to enroll in uh, the ACA. And apparently his willingness to accept and the vice president's willingness to accept that's the way it is. And so these people are going to go uninsured. Did, how have you reacted to this? Do you have thoughts on this?
1: I do. I mean, I I think actually that Trump is not comfortable with the status quo, but he doesn't know how to change that without going against something he's held so dear, which is that everything Obama did was wrong. And all he has to do, I mean, not all he has to do, but one of the things he has to do is open enrollment, open up the enrollment for Obamacare. And I don't think he just can't bring himself to do that. But that topic is something that's going to come up again and again, and we're going to talk about it again and again, because how you're going to take care of all these sick people, and as Governor Whitmer said last night on The Daily Show, poverty is a pre-existent condition. And so, so many of the folks that are going to overload the medical uh, community are going to be people who are uninsured. And what are we going to do about that? you can't send someone a $100,000 bill for dying.
0: No, and the problem is that the administration's view, at least as they last, uh, expressed last night, was listen, the insurance companies are going to do an act of charity. They're going to pay for the tests. Nobody will have to pay, pay for the test. And this is always the extreme right-wing answer. Don't require us to do anything We'll do it out of the goodness of our heart. But the limit is, you'll do that test out of the goodness of your heart. You're right. When the person is $100,000 worth of bills, then it's not going to it's not going to be covered. We're going to drive more and more people into, into bankruptcies. Uh, and more and more we're going to show up that Bernie Sanders probably was right about this all along. We should, at this point in this kind of crisis, have everybody insured, Absolutely. taken care of. Don't worry about it. Go get your health care.
1: Right, because, you know, you can go in and they may be covering the test. But let's say you go to an emergency room. It's not like they just give you the test and you walk out the door. They check your heart. They maybe give you an x-ray. Give you a test, x-ray. Five $5,000 bill later yeah. and, with a negative on the test. And they're only... Um, practicing defensive medicine. In a way, you can't blame them. That's all they know how to do. But paying for the test isn't paying for anything. So that yeah. that's a, that's a whole other topic. And I, I know we'll talk about and it. We've already gotten
0: through an awful lot of territory. We will get back together again tomorrow. Okay. Talk to you then. See you then. Bye. Bye.